Hi, I'm your host, Sophia Ruan Goucher, creator of the Detox Deep Dive Workbooks, author of the critically acclaimed best-selling book, A to Z of Detoxing, the ultimate guide to reducing our toxic exposures, and founder of the Detox Academy, an online library of detox resources available to help you eliminate toxic chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic fields from your home, diet, self-care, and technologies. Welcome to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. Shiva Rose is a beautiful guide into the natural world and to ancient remedies for beauty and self-care. Author of the best-selling and gorgeous book, Whole Beauty, Daily Rituals and Natural Recipes for Lifelong Beauty and Wellness, Shiva's wisdom was hard-earned. In the preface of her book, Whole Beauty, Shiva writes, The first several decades of my life were marked by trauma. In 1979, due to the Iranian Revolution, my family was in danger, my mother being an American citizen, and my father a well-known liberal TV personality. They felt it was better that we leave the country, so we escaped Tehran on one of the last flights out. We resettled in Los Angeles, where my parents had a lot of tumultuous times before they divorced when I was a teenager. Not long after that, one of my closest friends was murdered on her way home from a party we attended together. To escape these challenging times, I immersed myself in acting, eventually going on to study theater at UCLA. Shiva went on to marry a successful actor and gave birth to her first daughter in her mid-twenties. As you'll hear in this conversation, Shiva's pregnancy, coupled with other stressors in her life, contributed to the onset of her autoimmune issues. She was later diagnosed with lupus, an autoimmune disease, scleroderma, a disease that affects your skin, connective tissue, and internal organs, and rheumatoid arthritis. One of Shiva's doctors told her that she had about three years left to live. Refusing to accept this fate, Shiva discovered how to heal herself through organic foods, herbal medicine, Ayurveda, self-care, and adding healthy fats to her diet. To share what was helping her get well, Shiva started her holistic lifestyle blog called The Local Rose. Today, Shiva describes herself as a curator of The Local Rose and an alchemist. Shiva is also the creator of the skincare brand Shiva Rose Beauty. In this podcast, you will hear how Shiva experienced healing, her beauty and self-care rituals, experiences as an author and entrepreneur, and more. One of my favorite quotes from this podcast is when she says, Sometimes the biggest misfortune in our lives can be our best medicine. While you'll hear Shiva and I talk about things that helped us, like supplements, Please do not interpret anything in this podcast as medical advice. What helps one person may not help another. We're each unique. Hopefully this conversation will provide you with new ideas for you to discuss with your trusted healthcare physicians. This podcast was recorded in February 2019 in the Detox Market Retail Store on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles with an audience that asks questions at the end. Our voices are harder to hear than usual, so I'd like to give a special shout out to Chris Robertson, my podcast producer, for elevating your listening experience as much as was possible. 
I'd also like to thank the team at the Detox Market for hosting Shiva and I for this podcast conversation. Inspired by a breast cancer case, the Detox Market was founded to help you find safer beauty products. Since 2010, the Detox Market has been curating the best of green beauty, combing through thousands of products so you can feel safe and confident in your choices, according to its website. To watch clips of this event, please visit the podcast show notes at www.nontoxicliving.tips. While there, you will find a link to apply the unique 15% discount code, SOFIA. Shiva Rose generously offered 15% off her Pearl Cleanser, which will gently remove impurities while nourishing your skin. Again, visit www.nontoxicliving.tips to enjoy 15% off the Pearl Cleanser with code SOFIA. Now here's my conversation with Shiva Rose. You have so much on your plate. You're a mother to two girls. You've authored all these beautiful books and you have beautiful products that are so intentional. And before we talk more about those things, I wanted to just ask how beauty and self-care has evolved for you. Because I know for me, in my teenage years, in my 20s, it was one thing, and then over the decades, it changes, especially as a mother to daughters. Mm. Thank you, well thanks for having me, inviting me, and thank you to all of you for being here. Thank you to Detox, because I feel like this place is sort of a haven, and it's one of the, I remember when it first opened, many years ago, sort of before its time, and now, of course, we're seeing all these stores popping up, but it's, it's such a little mecca of wellness, and um, it just makes me happy, and I love that there's one on the west side now, too. So thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, well, I think it's become, I don't think I separate it anymore, wellness or self-care, beauty. I think like it's all like integrated, and I sort of feel like that's the way we're all moving now because we're finding out so much about how everything has such a ripple effect on our health, on our environment. So it's like, it's almost like the holistic idea of all of it. Like I feel like my beauty ritual is kind of my spiritual practice and my spiritual practice is kind of my beauty ritual now. It's like all sort of melting in together. I get up very early. I get up around 4.35. I usually do tea ceremony. Well, I usually spray my face with a mist, the radiant rose water and then I'll sit in silence and drink tea and practice something called living tea. It's a beautiful tea ceremony, so I just sit in silence and drink tea. And then I'll do a little kundalini set. Um, so I feel like the breathing with the kundalini is actually promoting, your, helping your hormones, activating your, your different, activating your thyroid in a good way, sort of uh, cleaning your digestive system. All these things are sort of actually beauty as well as spiritual practices. When did beauty and self-care become like a spiritual practice? Well, I think it was really, I mean, I was diagnosed with autoimmune when I was 20. I had my daughter quite young, my older daughter. I was 25 when I had her, and when I was 20, I could not recover. And I had this large, big bruise on my back, so I went to a dermatologist, and then he sent me to a rheumatologist, and the rheumatologist basically told me I had three years to live. He said I had uh, lupus, scleroderma, and rheumatoid arthritis. And the scleroderma is where the collagen hardens, and it was like hardening towards my lungs. And 
that was basically the death sentence I got at 26. But luckily, I'm a little bit of a rebel, so. <laughs> I was like, that's not my story. So that prompted me. What you make? Well, I had a dear friend, Eve Gerber, who, and this is way back before wellness was a thing, before the internet, it's the 90s, I'm dating myself. So she, <laughs> she told me to go see Dr. Saram Khalsa, who's actually a Sikh, who, you know, they practice Kundalini, which is so funny when you look at the three because that's part of my practice now. And I went to him and he said, yes, this is your diagnosis, but we will get you feeling better within a year or three years rather than a death sentence. And that was when I sort of was like, oh my gosh, this Did is he so seem to like immediately sense things he could change? Were there things that were obvious? Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think now I know that a lot of it was and by the way, it, didn't, it took many years, it took many roads. Anyone who's had a chronic illness knows it's like not, it's like you have good days, you have bad days, you have good years, you have bad years. So it's like I did try Western medicine too, and I'm not opposed to that. I think sometimes you definitely need that. And I think it just depends on your body type. But yes, I think a lot of, I had a very traumatic childhood. I think that led to some autoimmune issues. I think my diet, I was a vegetarian from a young age, and that's why I was eating all GMO wheat, like muffins and pastas. And you know, I was just like, that's how I was, I didn't know about nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I was poisoning my body, my adrenals. You know, we're out of whack, my hormones. I mean, now that I see it all, you know, the cortisol, like, we are so lucky that we have all this information right now. I mean, of course, we need it more now because we probably didn't have all the situation right. that we did back then, but what a blessing. You guys can just, like, look at these books on hormones. And, you know what I mean? It's such a marvelous time. It is a double-edged sword because an apple today is yes. not like an apple 30 years ago. Yes, that's, that's true. We, we are, a lot of us are ill. Yeah. And a lot of us are, are you know, trying to find our way out of that. But yes, he got me on the path. And then, that, and then just being a curious person, I would spend hours at the Santa Monica Homeopathic Pharmacy in Santa Monica. That was like the original, that's like the OG place to go. And I'd just go and read books on hormones. Because then, you know, I had steroids for something and then I got a cyst, and then the cyst burst, and then I was like, wait, I think that's connected to the steroid, and the doctor, Western doctors were like, oh no, no, and I'm like, no, wait, but I didn't have cysts until I had the steroids. That's, so, you know, you just start becoming your own doctor, right. which is actually very empowering, and that led me to, well, 10 years ago, my life totally changed. I was getting divorced, I was not acting anymore, I just, acting wasn't fulfilling, I had to raise my daughters, I had to be at home so I could take school and make lunches and be there. So I thought, what will I do? Well, I'll start a blog on what I love, and that's wellness and holistic practices and, and then beauty and then the skincare line. So it just kind of like, you know, it was like a domino effect. So actually, I'm sure many of you have heard this, sometimes the biggest misfortune in our lives can be the best medicine. We don't think of it like that at the moment. But. So what do you think helped pivot the trajectory of your health after this doctor tells you you have three years left to live. Is it having a lot more clean to die? I was still a vegetarian. <laughs> I would not, I refused to. But yeah, it was, he definitely gave me minerals. I was vitamin D deficient. You know, this Even is, living in Southern California. Oh yeah, yeah, I was way low. So I think it was giving me vitamin D right off the bat, minerals right off the bat. They do blood panels, which I say now to people, the most empowering thing is get your blood work 
see what you're allowed, and take that to a holistic doctor and go, okay, can you look at this? Because there's certain things that they don't see, a typical Western doctor won't look at, like thyroid-wise, and there's certain markers. So they were able to bring the inflammation. I had I was in deep inflammation, so trying to bring the inflammation down, adding herbs, adding spices. And how did the inflammation show up? For you, like was it on your skin or inside? Well, it was the bruise, but I just felt, this is, I just did not feel good in my body. I just felt, it's a, I mean, my heart goes out to people who suffer from, it just felt like I was constantly like, like achy and just not good in my body. Like the inflammation was so much. But yes, it showed up as um, sleep issues, it showed up as this thing on my back, it showed up as achiness. Like, I don't think you really know sometimes how much you're suffering until you're not. <laughs> right. Well, I just had something with my elbow, and I and it's fun, and I'm just every day I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, now I know how painful it was. <laughs> you know, because it's not painful now. But you know, it's the frog analogy. I don't know if you guys know that. It's, it's terrifying, but they say like if you throw a frog into boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put it in the pot and just slowly turn it on, it boils to death. Because it doesn't know. And that's sort of like, I feel that's also like the climate, the environment that we're sort of all living in, too. So, so my, uh, I have three daughters. There's now seven, 10, and 12. And my youngest was, when she was three days old, developed really severe eczema, like neck to ankle, pretty raw skin. And the pediatrician said, I've never seen such a dramatic case. So I knew the steroid cream was not going to help and it would go directly into her bloodstream and just I was uncomfortable with the long-term effects but I didn't know what to do and I took her to the best physician in Manhattan who runs this amazing department at Mount Sinai Hospital and he was wonderful. He basically said, we don't really understand what causes allergies and eczema so we're just guessing and he explained what we did in the 60s and 70s and 80s and that it was so helpful because then I realized okay if we're just guessing then I'm going to make an appointment with this woman on his team that does traditional Chinese medicine so with herbs ingesting it bathing in it and putting like this black cream on her four times a day from when she was 18 months old transformed her skin in like one month a brand new suit of skin but we had to do it for five more years for memory so her immune cells had memory but she said to me which really influenced me when I first saw her she said see the inflammation on her skin imagine what's going on inside and 85% of children with eczema develop asthma because the inflammation it might you might outgrow it on your skin but then it kind of goes in towards your lungs that's what she said but i thought since we're guessing on how to deal with <laughs> eczema i she said our focus is the immune system and she's someone who in animal studies reversed peanut allergies and mice so i like that she's thinking outside the box wow. Yeah. You know, to get to the root issue of how do you rebalance the it's, it's also the gut, usually, isn't it? Yeah. It's like linked to gut. Yeah, I mean, the herbs are complex, and I was very nervous because I feel like it's from China, like, is it full <laughs> of heavy metals? And, but I knew my daughter was on the way to becoming allergic to environmental things. And it has to be controversial. Of course, yeah.
<laughs> well, everyone has different sensitivities. Yeah. You know, with three daughters, like one will break out in hives when they have the same home, the same diet, and the others yeah. are fine. And, and everyone has like a different tipping point. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah, thing. That's the thing. What with one person can handle, another person's makeup yeah. can handle. Right. Is that what, so the ruin? Ruan Detox. Yes. Did it come from that experience? Yes. So I wrote this textbook and I really wanted to bring it more into my life and help people more. And so one thing I love about this book, which is part of a new detox immersion, is for chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic fields. I list health symptoms and conditions that have been associated with those exposures or have been proven to be related and people can just circle what is relevant to them and then track as we detox home diet self-care and technology do you feel better so it's an elimination diet of toxic exposures because everyone is so so i'm not sure how familiar you all are about the chemicals but i'll just repeat what I've said many times, but since World War II, there have been over 84,000 chemicals introduced into American commerce, and that's just in America. Every country has its own experience. So when I wrote A to Z of Detoxing, the European Union had 143,000 chemicals registered, and China doesn't really track. So it just gives you a sense of how much our world, our environment has changed over the past few decades. And in the United States, less than 1% are regulated. And so in beauty products, personal care products, it's over 10,000 chemicals used in our products. And we don't know what effects they may have. And so we often in America think that no proof of harm is proof of safety. And I just think it's really important for people to start thinking, what's the track record of safety? So I love that, Shiva, your products are so intentional with such natural living ingredients. When did you decide you want to start producing? I didn't. It came to me. It happened. It just channeled through. I did not want, I did not think I would be in beauty. I mean, I've always loved beauty and I used to make my own face oil for since my 20s. I met this amazing woman in a health food store and she taught me how to eat, told me about making oils. So I, and that was back in the day when everyone was like, no, oils, make you break out. <laughs> but I would use it and people would always ask me about it. And, and I don't think you break share. out. No, not yeah. at all. And I would share with people, oh, it's this face oil that I make. And then when I was doing kundalini yoga consistently all the time, what happens is you release unconscious blocks and things can sort of come through meditation. So once I was uh, meditating and it came, it just came through the face oil. It was like, you're going to do this. This is the logo. This is the way it looks. This is the, the rest. I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no and behold, it's like a, a line now. But so you had visions of this? I had, it just came through vision. But that's the way I think this time that we're living in now too, it's like, I, I think when you're in sync, when you're diet is clean, when your water is pure, when you're breathing, when you're, you know, sort of like clearing yourself and clearing your karmic past and you live this life, things just appear, blocks are removed, you know, so. I think it's the most impactful way for really great skin is to like clear your energy and and detox from within with the breathing and. Not to say that you can't have a good time, I mean, 
I have a right. Texas cowboy for a boyfriend. And I <laughs> eat a steak and I drink a glass of wine sometimes, which all goes part of like enjoying your life. Because yeah. I think there's also something happening, especially in Southern California, where we're going the other end of the spectrum where everyone's afraid to do anything. That's no fun either. And that's no. bad on your skin because then you're stressed the whole time. Yeah, you need joy. You need joy. Exactly. You need connection and, and pleasure yeah. and, and finding ways of what gives you pleasure. Like just even like I was doing this and like, like just touching your arms sometimes. You're like, oh, okay, what does that feel like? Oh, and it's, it's funny when I do that, I get insights and ideas. Like when I'm, when I'm not grounded and I feel all in my head, I'll just rub my arm and I'm just like, Something I'll get a great idea. <laughs> so, so, what do you wish you knew sooner about beauty? Well, definitely the nourishment aspect, the Ayurvedic aspect of it, which is probably what that doctor, Kalsa, who was a Sikh who studies Ayurveda, also was trying to show me that and nourishing women in general need more fat. I was definitely much thinner in my 20s and 30s, but I think I was starving my brain. Our brain is mostly fat. You so. mean carry, like I know we should eat good fat, but should we also carry I think carry if it naturally fat? comes, yeah. then don't fight it so yeah. much. I mean, I think we're living in a different time now. Now it's more acceptable to be voluptuous, but, and healthy fats are what make our skin glow and our hair luxurious and uh, all the things like ghee or certain oils and then putting them on your body too, sunflower seed oil, almond oil, all these things are so amazing, olive oil, you know, drinking that and putting it on your skin. These are all things that people have been doing for eons and we're just catching on now. Yeah. So that, that really excites me. I heard it's good to put sesame oil on your joints before you shower. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? Well, in Ayurvedic traditions, they oil up before a shower. Because, and sunflower seed oil or sesame oil, yes. Because then the water will seal it. And then you'll be so soft afterwards. You won't even really have softer skins after. When you put the oil on before the bath or shower. Do you do dry brushing? I do. I, I do do dry brushing for sure. So then you would do the dry brushing and then the oil? Yes, I usually have a, so that's my like daily ritual that I do. So the morning is the tea and the kundalini and then, you know, and then getting everybody ready. And then the evening, I always take a bath. I mean, and if you don't have a bath, you can do this in the shower too. But I just make, put on a mantra, I'll dry brush, and then I created the sea siren body scrub because it's made with lemongrass. Lemongrass releases negativity, and I wanted a scrub that would make your skin soft and beautiful and yet release the negativity of the day. So then I'll do that in the bathtub, and then I'll put in some salts that I have a rose moon salt that I make for full moon practices. And then afterwards, just yeah, put on that butter, that oil. <laughs> How long is your bath? It depends. I usually go the length of the mantra, maybe it's 31 minutes. So in the bath, you're repeating the mantra mostly? Sometimes I'm playing it or repeating it or listening to it or thinking about things I want to release. Listen, water is our next great commodity, right? Or it is our commodity right now. So yeah. Forget oil. Find land. Women should all buy land. This is what my yogi teacher back in New York, she's amazing. Kundalini teacher, she says, this is the time when women need to buy land oh, and buy it by water. You just have to think about the rising sea levels. When did this series start, the series of books? Well, it's actually, these are just chapters of this whole oh. beauty book. I think one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older is that 
timing is everything and don't push it. Because I pitched this book a few years back and uh, I went to New York and it was like a bunch of no's. Just no across the board, they're not ready, people aren't ready, they don't want, you know. And then cut to like a couple years later, it just like I found the right agent who like, you know, loved it and then were you the still pitching it? No, no, I had just given up. Okay, like, yeah. And then an agent. And then I got an agent, and then she, you know, I told her about the book, and she loved. The timing was right. It was just like green lights all the way. You know, I walked in. The first publisher I met at Artisan, Leah Ronan, I met. I, uh, it was like love. It's like you meet something, you're like, oh my god, I love you. You're my person. Will you publish my book? I mean, I met with others, but she was the one. You know, so it just like was all smooth. And I realize that now when things go, when they flow like that. That's the way it's supposed to be. When it's when you're like struggling to get this, you know, and so then I have you, that for sure to my youth. <laughs> so do you put less effort into things now because you now know when it's meant to be? Well, that's an interesting, that's a good question. I mean, no, I mean, the struggles of right now I'm dealing with packaging for my products and it's, it is such a struggle, it's such a challenge because I do everything. I do the, you know, the packaging, the creating, the formulating, the marketing, the all of it, the whole thing. So I think I'm learning though, if it's just not like I'm trying to figure out this particular being piece with the packaging, if it's just not going and I keep trying and I just, yes, I have to let it go, move on. That's a bit interesting. Do you find that sometimes, or even as a mother, do you find that if you're trying it's, to? <laughs> it's something I'm practicing more. But I feel like in my 20s, it wasn't appropriate. It, it wouldn't have served, served me well in my 20s. Mm. What to be more? You know, in my 20s, I worked for an investment bank. Oh my goodness. So, and what sign are you? Sorry? What sign are you? Taurus. <laughs> We're in LA after all. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Taurus is great. My, daughter, my older daughter is Taurus. They're very sensuous. They love their home. Mm -hmm. They love quality things. Mm -hmm. They're very loyal. But uh, yeah, they also get their mind on something. It's so, like yeah, like a bull, like yeah. determined, <laughs> persistent, and and now I recognize the limitations of my energy, mm. and I'm really actively working on honoring my energy. Mm. So I'm wondering, what do I let go yeah. of? It's interesting. That's the male brain, by the way. The male male brains. I'm so fascinated by the male and female brains right now. But female brain is a little bit like, they're like butterflies, like hummingbirds doing a bunch of, male brain is kind of like, no, I have to do this, and then they have to rest, because it's all about conserving their energy. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want it, they're very conservative about their energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something like I'm learning too, as I get older, it's yes. like I have a finite amount. Right. Like what do I want to spend that energy on? Yeah. And then I notice a lot of time in front of the computer keeps me up at night. It really disrupts my sleep. So the classes. Yes, I just got them. <laughs> yeah. I got really cute ones for my daughters. Do you um, guys know about the blockers, the glasses that can block the light? Yeah. The other thing is you can um, take all the electronics out of your bedroom. Do you do that? Yeah. And we turn Wi-Fi off. Oh, you do. It's before I open it up for questions, I, I just want to say that we all have a body burden and there are choices we can make that are simple that can decrease the body burden of some chemicals because some of them will get flushed out of your body. So phthalates is an example, it's in many soft plastics and many other things. And if you just cut your exposures, then your levels will decrease in your body. 
So that's the good news. We can lower our body burden. Other chemicals are more persistent, will stay around for a long time. Some are expected to stay for centuries, like this chemical in nonstick formulas, like nonstick pots and pans, and nonstick is everywhere. It has to be scratched to get it, or can you get it even if it's not scratched? It's unclear, you know, like super high heats. Who knows if you ever really cook that at such a high temperature. But yes, scratch will release more, but I don't know how scratch. Yeah. But anything like, like it's on fabrics, it's on carpets, it's, it's everywhere. So it's just good to slowly become mindful in a way that's not overwhelming. So over the long term, you are making more mindful choices. And you can take things like chlorella, spirulina, to help detox. To help detox like every day. Wild blueberries. Um, yeah, there's definitely things to you know to get rid of a lot of that. And probably the breathing exercises. Breathing to get them out of your lungs. Yes. Yeah. I know. I go back and forth because I take so many supplements, and yet there's times when I don't because I think of the supplements themselves they have so many fillers and things and then yeah. and then I'll just do you know chlorella, spirulina, barley grass just to try to flush the system, the liver, the kidneys. Mm -hmm. And those are our best friends, also for beauty. Mm -hmm. You know, I know just the way I look when my liver and my kidneys are functioning. Mm -hmm. I just feel puffy or, you know, it's just such, it's like night and day. Mm -hmm. And in Ayurveda, they always say, you know, a warm glass of lemon mm -hmm. water in the morning is like crucial before anything. What is the Ayurvedic approach on fasting? I don't think fasting is always such a great idea, especially for women. We're not made we're not made like men and we're not made that can throw your adrenals off. It can wreck your thyroid. I know it's a very big thing right now. Yeah. I think you maybe for like short time, but long term fasting, I'm not so sure about. I mean I naturally fast a little bit because I have my tea and then I'm not hungry and then I'm running around. Right. But it's for a couple hours and then I'll right. you know, eat but I just intuitively, there's a few things that I've always thought. And then another big, people will probably ban me, kick me out of LA for this one, but I'm not so sure about infrared saunas a lot. What's your concern? I think, well, I think for my healing, I had to calm my nervous system. That's been part of like my healing process, is just calming it, and the world is so loud, and so much going on, and everywhere, and the telephone, you know, the phones, I, I'm not saying I don't, I, I do like saunas and I do like infrared, but I think you just have, you can't do it every day. Because I think that we don't know how much we're cooking in our, our insides. Mm -hmm. Like, we, yeah, it feels great and we look great for the first few hours, but are we shriveling up those organs with that heat? I mean, I just, I just want to go back to what's mm -hmm. most natural. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I enjoy them. I don't do it as often as I would like, but I feel so much more relaxed and cleansed, and my brain feels clearer. So for me, yeah. I notice benefits, but I worry about the radiation. But I've done podcasts with several researchers on the EMFs, and I ask all of them <laughs> what do you think about the infrared sauna and. They all have said that the benefits outweigh the, the risks in general. Yeah, every you know everyone's different. But one woman explained, Deborah Davis, who's a leader in, in the field, 
that like cell phone radiation is like a pecking signal on your cells. And over time, you can imagine that's going to wear on your cell membrane. Whereas infrared sauna is this slow, chronic radiation, which, you know, radiation is also used for therapeutic purposes. Slices of the spectrum are healing. So you need the yeah. manufacturers to know what they're doing, but most users are not. Right. I mean, I can't tell. I mean, I can't tell. So it's just hard to know. It's hard to know. I think, I, I think again, we just, we're, we have to try for ourselves. Yeah. Right? And see what works. And I think not every, just like not all eggs are the same, not all red meat is the same, not all infrared saunas are the same. Right. Thank you. <laughs> are there any questions? What do you think about perfumes? Because I recently developed an allergy to it, and now I use essential oils, but, you know, I heard there are a lot of chemicals. And There's that. a lot of chemicals. I love the old world of perfumes, though. I still have a few from, you know, like Guerlain, from, like, they're just so beautiful and so chic. But um, I think when you go off of it and then you go back to it, you realize how strong and overpowering it is. There's a database of like 3,000 chemicals that fragrance manufacturers can use to formulate things, so it's hard to know what's in fragrance. So it's just risky. I went fragrance-free once I became a mom. Didn't notice any improvements in myself. Then when I started going out into the world more and being on planes and hotels, these commercial spaces that use conventional products, I, it would trigger these symptoms, like I feel this something in my chest. It's like vague, it's hard to even articulate, and the nausea, and stuffy nose, and I started to realize this used to be my normal. And I started to realize from cause and effect that it's triggered by fragrance. Yeah. Migraines are also triggered by fragrance. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm highly sensitive. In Vegas, I get a migraine every time. In Vegas? In Vegas. Because they pump synthetic fragrance into the casinos. Yeah, and no red wine as well. <laughs> Unfortunately. Because of the chemicals? Or uh, the sulfates. Yeah, it's all autoimmune related to yeah. migraines. But magnesium. Magnesium is really good, yeah. So I noticed that a lot of my girlfriends have anxiety around their period, what might be PMDD, but like certainly for like a week before their period, depressive phases or anxious phases. I was wondering if you could speak to hormone balancing where your menstrual cycle is concerned. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, there's, a couple, there's so many great books, like um, the Women's Code book, mm -hmm. I would recommend that. Uh, that's also your body probably needing extra nutrition, extra rest, uh, more magnesium. Uh, there's definitely teas that help, like nettle, red clover. There's seeding now you could do. There's this incredible thing you can do where you eat particular seeds for each week in the month that will help you get through your ovulation, get through your period, get through your uh, luteal phase. It's like really fascinating. Certain, like flaxseed at one period and sesame seeds at another. I have a course on the moon coming out. It's just a moon course about how we are so connected to the cycles of the moon. And it's really fascinating because a, a man has 
the levels of hormonal fluctuations, fluctuations and levels all in one day that we have in a month. So they go through that cycle in a day where their testosterone goes up and then they crash and then they have to rest. And so our cycles are the same, but it's over, it's so much more intense because it's over a month long period in connection with the moon. It's really mystical once you utilize the moon's power. Okay, I'm gonna listen to my body and rest because in ancient times women would rest right before their periods and while they were bleeding. There was a reason for that. Like these when we started hearing to these things, then we can actually use our cycles to our benefits. My course is gonna cover white moon bleeding and red moon bleeding. The new moon is white moon and that's more for childbearing women who are having their cycles in order to procreate. Whereas like women who start bleeding with the full moon, it's more apt to be women who are healers and medicine women. And they're, they're creating things in their lives to benefit other people. It's really a fascinating thing that I'm sort of going into right now. So I think once you like tap into the fact that, oh, our cycles can actually be our allies rather than I think we're raised in this culture where it's like, you know, here it comes, and it's instead of like, oh my gosh, it's teaching me something. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's how the first work with it. How do we work with yeah. it? Yes. And definitely Chinese medicine too, and acupuncture herbs. That all that helps so much. The full moon's gonna be here tomorrow. So. Yeah. Is that good? I mean, does that make things harder or? I think, again, if you use it to your, you know, they say more people in the hospitals get overcrowded on full moons and more rest, like everybody goes, ah, and that's because the energy is so high. And the full moon's all about, like, releasing things, you know, and purging, and that's why I think everybody goes a little mad on the full moon. But if you use it to your benefit, yes, so lay, and not for long, just go lay out there for like 10 minutes under the moon, because those ultraviolet rays are something that we're depleted of. So how do we get the most out of a full moon? Like, do you have to be intentional about, okay, this is what I want to let go of, or does it just happen? I think I don't think I'm as intentional anymore, but I think it can start out that way. I mean, definitely, I think of uh, so full moons all about looking at what you've reaped the last month and what you want to sort of release. You know, and the new moon is about planting seeds. So maybe for the full moon, you know, do the dry brushing, do the bath, you know, letting go of stuff, maybe write down a list of everything you want to release with the mm -hmm. cycle and burn it, you know, mm -hmm. um, things like that, that are sort of like marking that. What are your favorite hair products? Oh my goodness, I'm very, I'm very low um, maintenance on my hair. I mean, I love, okay, there's that, that Banyan, Banyan, it's an Ayurvedic you know, uh, they sell supplements and stuff. I love their their oils. Mm -hmm. um, and then I make a hair oil, which I use on my hair. It's an Ayurvedic blend with uh, uh, amla fruit, which helps it stimulate it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to brush my hair now, because I, I honestly, I don't do it. So I'm trying to like give it some love, because I think it does need, you know, an, uh, some support. Like, spread the oil. Exactly. Right. And in Ayurveda, they have this beautiful like panchakarma where they douse you with all this oil if you can while you're here you should go to Surya Spa. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. Um, but you do this thing in Shudwara which is where they pour it's oil and it just drenched in your hair and then you know your hair is like getting all that oil. It's hard to wash out and be kind of like greasy looking for a day but it's really you know, very nourishing. And again you can do this at home with sesame oil, sunflower seed oil. But yeah I have to get 
Yeah. <laughs> I haven't brushed it since Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> your skin looks and so I good, though. I don't know your skin. Your skin products. Oh your favorite products. Do you have a favorite product? You know, there's this new sunscreen. I haven't seen it in the store, but I saw it on online on, for Detox Market, Raw Elements. The sunscreen. Do you have it here? Mm -hmm. I, when I wear it, I get so many compliments. All right, I want to find I that. I don't know why. Because <laughs> that's something I don't make. I don't make a sunscreen. I just feel like there's so many good ones out there. But yeah. Yeah, I'd love to someday. Yes. Um, just curious, too, on the natural makeup category, which I know is an evolution for all of us. Um, are there like three favorite brands or products that you swear well, I by? I love RMS only because I just, favorite. Yeah, I just love who she is yeah. in the world. I think um, she's just, I just, Rosemary Swift was like one of my heroes and I just love the products, yes. Yeah. And it's natural and flattering yes. and the colors. Yeah. And I would say Vapor is another one that I really like. And then a more toxic eyeliner. I felt bad I kept rubbing under my eye because it was smearing. So I started using more waterproof eyeliner. That's okay. Yeah, I think if you detox what exactly. you don't miss, I feel like you can, you have to live in the world. Yeah. Like once in a while I like to put on a fancy red lipstick. You know, <laughs> even though I have this big scrape one. Yeah. And I like Tammy Fender. Mm. It's worked really well for my super dry skin. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for Thank making you. the time. Thank you for being here, and I'm very excited to look at your book. I love the uh, workbook aspect of it. Thank you. I so years ago, I was in New York City. I got to a restaurant early, so I went into a bookstore, and I saw Whole Beauty, and it was so beautiful. I think you like aesthetically, but also the content. I bought the book, and so I've been oh. it's very exciting that I get to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me. I love this, you know, one of the positives of being in this age, that we can get to know each other yes. and help each other and help our planet. Ultimately. Yes. So thank you for what you're doing today. Thanks for listening. Podcast show notes can be found at my website at nontoxicliving.tips. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, then please like it and share it. Until next time.